And welcome to a new episode of The Simpsons Did It. I'm your host, Stephen Skolansky. And I'm your co-host, Robert Skolansky. And this week, we're going to get a new saxophone. How about an Obobomo? Or a Viamolin? I actually played, played the Viamolin. I did play the Viamolin. Yeah. Yeah. Do, you rem- do you remember how you got your, your Viamolin? I do remember it. It was our mother's uh, when she was oh. a child. And she forced me to play the violin. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to play. I wanted to play the trumpet. And she's like, "No, your brother already plays the clarinet. I don't want another loud instrument." And then I was like, "Fine. How about the violin?" Because I knew it would please her. I mean, the clarinet wasn't that loud. No, and I know she. She just wanted me to play the violin because that's what she wanted me to do. Yeah. No, no, no. So I wanted to play the saxophone, but the only way to play the saxophone was to play the clarinet first. Because uh, that's what the that's what our middle school demanded. You just can't you just can't learn how to play a saxophone. I think that was without, without playing the clarinet. I think I they lied to you, and I think they didn't have any saxophones for you to play. So they're like, "Oh no, to learn the saxophone, you have to actually play this instrument." That's we what we actually have in stock. No, you had a you went to Schmidt Music to buy it. It wasn't the school oh. didn't provide them. You had to go wait, buy so, your own. So wait, did the school tell you that? Yeah, I think they lied to you. I don't. I, think, I, I don't think know. They lied to you. I think yes. I think so too. And then by the eighth grade, when I possibly could have jumped to saxophone, I'm like, fuck! I already learned how to play this instrument. I don't want to <laughs> learn how to. I mean, I'm sure the notes and everything are very similar, yeah. but yeah, yeah. My 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 uh, clarinet never got destroyed. Never had to get a new one. Used the That's same good. one until the day I quit. That would be senior year of high school, and I'm like, it, I don't know. Instrument wise, I'm like, great. I never have to play this again. I only did it <laughs> as an activity uh, because, like, okay, by senior year, band class was so laid back, like it was. Yeah. And there, there was nothing to it. I mean, I played, viol- I played violin for four years, or not four years, eight years. Uh, I got, I got a, quite a few medals doing solo ensemble competitions. Um, as I stated uh, in last week's episode, was it last week's episode? Two, two episodes ago, uh, I went to New York with the uh, the orchestra to do competitions out there, and I double lettered in high school with with music and uh, soccer. So. Yeah, I was never that good. Never, never that good at uh, clarinet. I just like doing like the band stuff for uh, for the football games. That was probably uh, the best. I also stole so. the first chair uh, for second violins my junior year. You once, you won first chair. I did. No, no, Allison did. Uh, so basically, what happened? Did you is... make someone faint? No. So what happened was. Our orchestra teacher, you know, did, you know, tests to place you in, you know, certain groups. And I was technically third chair, second string. And he had posted it. I'm like, oh, I'm in the second string row. And I just took first chair, not realizing I wasn't supposed to sit there. And our orchestra teacher didn't realize it until about two months later. And by that point... I was already, you know, for I was probably the best one in the second string section. 
So he's like, all right. And then I nailed a, I nailed my solo in the solo ensemble and we did our ensemble group and I earned it. So Nice. All right. Well, this week we're going to be talking season nine, episode three, Lisa's sex. So I, it's a weird title. I mean, it's, yeah, yeah. it's about Lisa Sachs. I mean, I don't know how much more on the nose you could get. I, yeah. mean, I mean, the title could have been Bart goes to kindergarten also featuring Lisa Sachs. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like the majority of this episode is about yeah. Bart. Not yeah. about, like I love it being a Lisa centric episode supposedly, yeah. but it's all about Bart. You know, it's really funny when you get these kind of stories in television where like, Oh, this is, this is how this thing happened. Like, how I Met Your Mother is a perfect example. He tells the kids how he met their mother. That's a five-minute conversation <laughs> that lasted over nine seasons. Now, granted, this is a single episode, but, you know, obviously we'll get to that part at the end of the episode of how Lisa got her sex, but really, that's a two-minute conversation. Yep. Like, yeah. so... But, All and, right. that's, and that's why it took forever, because they had to fill it in with Bart's backstory. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. So air date, October 19th, 1997. And that puts us two weeks away from Treehouse of Horror, number Close, eight. one week away. One week away. Wow. Okay. You're right. You're right. One week away <laughs> from Treehouse of Horror. And our very good friend, Nick the Morgue Morgan is going to be on that episode. So stay tuned next week when we do another scary ensemble of stories. All right. So the recap, Lisa's saxophone is destroyed and her family tells her how she came to get it. Um, And by the way, for anybody who doesn't own the DVDs oh, yes. of, of this season, when you go on Disney plus, uh, this isn't actually the third episode in their lineup. Uh, they they think Lisa the Simpson is, which that's actually the 18th episode. So uh, you're gonna have to skip one uh, because whatever it is with streaming services, they don't know how to order their episodes correctly. And this is the first time. This is the yeah. first time that Disney Plus really fucked this up. I mean, the only other oh, no, one no, you no. can well, you can say Michael Jackson, but that doesn't really count because no, no. it was canceled. Oh, for the Simpsons, yes, but they screwed up X Men. Oh, really? Yeah, that was out of order. Um, Every single, except for Netflix. I don't think Netflix has a show that's out of order. I could be wrong. Um, But uh, Max has Batman the Animated Series out of order. And Hulu has Futurama out of order. Wow. Well, Hulu makes sense because they're owned by Disney. So so that (laughs) makes sense. Max, I'm not entirely sure why that happened. So. Yes, if you guys, we I know we have quite a few fans who yeah. actually started rewatching The Simpsons because of our podcast. So yeah. if you guys are listening to this episode, just keep in mind on Disney Plus, yeah, Lisa the uh, Lisa the Simpson is on there as episode three. Hold off on watching that one until episode yeah. eighteen, and then <laughs> yeah, it's I don't know what's labeled eighteen on there, but everything else I seems think to it's... be in. Order, I think it's so. the Mil- not the Millhouse episode. Um, it is, if I remember correctly, it. Uh, where is Lisa the Simpson on this bad boy? Uh, I think it might be Das Boos. Das okay. Bus. 
Somewhere so down either, there. Either way, either way, just keep in mind that that happened. All right. So we get a full intro this I week. Know. We're back. Bart Bart was mad. Bart uh Bart got in trouble. He must have been uh upset about something. Yeah. And he had to go right on the chalkboard about uh MTV. And he wrote, <laughs> I no longer want my MTV. And I'm assuming it was ninety-seven the time frame where music videos became less popular on MTV. So so this punishment is a reference to the old MTV slogan, I want my MTV. And yes, this is a jab at the channel's de- declining quality due to lack of music videos and an yep. uptick in reality TV shows like The Real World. Yeah. I mean, after MTV stopped doing music videos, we all started watching VH1. And then there was a channel called, I think it was called Fuse. Where yes. we watched that in college all the time. Like, that had nonstop music. It was great. That was a yeah. great channel. And then I think it just got canceled. Like, the, the channel got canceled. Like, the channel yeah. went away. There, they was realized- a, there was a channel in 2008 when my friends and I rented a house for, like, six months before we got kicked out by the bank because the landlord wasn't paying their mortgage. Um it was like uh, not heavy metal. It was kind of a metal music uh, music video channel. Uh, they had Dokken, Ozzy, like bands like that. So I don't know if it's still around. Yeah. So, but yeah, yeah. it's. Uh, I mean, it. I love it. I love the knock at MTV because yeah, we. I got pissed. I got pissed yeah. when all the. That, uh, and that's when the, the the decline of humanity really started. <laughs> Yep. When when we lost MTV. Yeah. That's that's it. Yeah. Um so our ch- our uh, couch gag this week, Homer runs in, stands in front of the couch, and we're like, why is Homer standing in front of the couch? He should yeah. be sitting down on the couch. But none of the other Simpsons were there. Where are all the Simpsons? So the top half of his body pops off and lands on the couch, revealing Marge. Then the top half of her body pops off and it lands on the couch and revealing Bart. And then we get Lisa. And then finally, Maggie is in the center of the Russian nesting dolls of the Simpsons. Um, I also like to point out in this full intro, I, I'm sure we pointed this out like way back when they were actually doing full intros. But Lisa's saxophone is blue and purple. Yeah, we'll have to keep an eye on that. I almost wonder if once they go digital, yeah, her uh, her saxophone becomes the right color. Oh, and the yes. the other thing, because we finally got a full episode <laughs> or full run. One yeah. one other thing that I can mention is season nine. Marge is still driving her sedan <laughs> in the driveway. It's not her station wagon. I don't yeah, know how we've gone nine years and that has not been fixed. Yeah, I don't know. That's weird. I did. I thought I saw that. I'm like, ah, Steve will mention it. Yeah, it's weird that it's a sedan and not a station wagon. It's just, oh. yeah, it's odd. So our episode opens up on Homer and Marge singing their version of the theme to the, uh, to the show All in the Family. Um, and it's it goes... Boy, the way the Bee Gees played, movies John Travolta made, guessing how much Elvis weighed, those were the days. <laughs> and you knew where you were then, 
watching shows like Gentle Ben. <laughs> and Gentle ben, Gentle ben actually had a part on The Simpsons. Oh, Mr. We Could Use a Man Like Sheriff Lobo again. And this is the third instance of Sheriff Lobo being yep. uh, uh, made on The Simpsons. The first one was in Margin Chains, and yep. he was last mentioned in Rosebud. And he was. Lobo! Uh, Lobo! Uh, back, Lobo! Lobo. Uh, Disco Duck and Fleetwood Mac coming out of my eight track. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Jackson still was black. <laughs> Those were the days. Oh, oh great. my god, that is fantastic! Oh, I love it. Um, this is actually on uh, the Simpsons album. So yeah. I, now, I don't know. It. I don't know how I feel about this beginning. <laughs> like, I mean, I love the song. Don't get me yeah. wrong. But what happens next? Kind of, like, freaks me out a little bit. All right. So we get an announcer saying the Simpsons are filmed in front of a live studio audience. <laughs> like, what? Where did this come from? I don't know. It's, yeah, it's definitely kind of a weird opening to an episode. I, I maybe they were trying something new. I mean, don't forget, like, the, they have new sh- uh, new showrunners. Yep, and, and this was, yeah, so this was the first episode with a brand new showrunner. Yeah. This was also the first episode that Al Jean had ever, has ever been credited as been, has been written by himself. Oh. Like, he wrote 80 to 90% of this script. Maybe that's why it's odd, because um, this was also executive produced by Al Jean and Mike Rice. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, I may, maybe they were trying something new to keep keep the Simpsons fresh. Remember, it's not nine years now. I mean, yeah, you gotta I guess they're trying something new, I guess. Yeah. Um, and so Homer uh, calls Bart a meathead. He walks into the, the living room and, at, and he's like, hey, meathead, what you watching? And uh, <laughs> Bart's, uh, that's also a, a reference to all in the family. I believe, the oh, meathead God. line. Uh, and Bart says he was checking out the Warner Brothers Network. We all remember the Warner Brothers Network, don't we? I remember the Warner <laughs> Brothers Network. And so we get a knockoff of <laughs> Michigan J. Frog coming on, which they used to do with the Warner Brothers. And he sings, we're proud to present on the WB another bad show that no one will see. I need a drink. <laughs> oh, that was so great. Uh, and I, it, for those of you that, that have are not age of this uh this thing i mean the wb network had like seventh heaven yeah it had smallville people watch people watch smallville but in the afternoon was like uh animaniacs freakazoid yeah Yeah. um what else there's a couple other cartoons that we watched when we got home that were on the wb but pinky and the brain pinky and the brain that was that, technically part of the Animaniacs. Yeah. I don't remember all of... I think Pokemon might have been on the WB. Yeah, that was I either the know. WB or UPN. <laughs> the UPN, UPN, another channel that, that doesn't so, exist. Yes, so yes, this was a jab at uh, the WB for having uh, the notoriety of being in the bottom six of ratings 
and it shows being last chances that will not make it to other networks. Yeah. Good news is, good news is our demographic, just looking at our demographics, yeah. ages 35 to 44 is our largest demographic of 45%. Oh, they they know. So so I think we have our listenership <laughs> should should understand yeah. this joke. And I like well, to point our, out our American I would say our American listenership, because I don't know about yes. Europe. Yeah, so I mean our, our we're we're over the we're we're we got good listeners all over the country, and I'm proud of that. But funny enough, just looking at our analytics here, we have one point two percent of our audience is over sixty years old. So oh. if you guys I actually if you guys are the one that's over sixty and listening to us, dude, at the end of the episode we'll give you our phone number no- or the phone number. Call us or text us or like write us an email. I want to know what you guys think of the podcast. Cause over yeah. 60, you guys have been around, around the block. <laughs> I, I want to, yeah. I want to know how you guys feel about all these old references and stuff. Cause this, yeah. this is great. So uh, then we get the WP, WB produced TV movie starring <laughs> Fivish Finkel, um, who is actually, I believe a real person. He is a real person and he voices Krusty the Clown for, yeah. This movie. And the name of the movie is The Krusty the Clown Story. Booze, drugs, guns, lies, blackmail, and laughter. <laughs> That's a hell of a name. And so, I, you know, when I first saw the, the opening of this, I definitely thought of the New York episode. Because the movie opens on the Betty Ford Center. Yep. <laughs> That's um, great. And, and the you know the camera goes in and we see a door inside marked clown detox wing and uh Fivish, who is playing Krusty, talks about how he abused drugs and alcohol for five years and all he had to show for it was four Emmys and a Peabody Award. <laughs> that's pretty that's pretty good, honestly. Yeah. Um, and so uh Bart remarks that the movie is going to show Krusty's disastrous marriage to Mia Farrow. And that is the next scene we get. And uh, uh, the actor tells uh, Bo Kim or something like that. Or I forget what it was like. Some supposed to be Chinese name. And uh, he tells him that, you know, your mom and I are getting divorced. Mind you, there is like 20 kids in this room. I know. And the kid kid actor's like, oh, I'm I'm the other kid. That kid you want to talk to is over there. I was like, oh my god. I and mean, I don't so, think this is really Krusty's life. I mean, we don't we find out in the future he has a daughter, but that's yeah. really about it. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, how this is obviously not a like real documentary on Krusty's life, so <laughs> they probably faked a few things yeah. like this. Um and so we cut back to Homer laughing and he's he calls uh Krusty a bad father, uh, which is ironic because Maggie walks by operating a power drill (laughs) how she got the power drill i don't know um but she got it and she's like pressing her favorite toy we'll find that out in a little bit um and so then we then the sound of lisa playing her sax drifts into the living room homer's like lisa knock off that racket he's like but dad i'm supposed to practice an hour a day and Homer, in a menacing voice, I'll practice you. <laughs> and I definitely use that kind of line a lot. Oh, I use this. it all the time. <laughs> if someone's like something, I'm like, 
I'll dub up you. <laughs> yeah. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> yeah. That doesn't even make sense. And Lisa's like, I'll pra- you'll practice me. What does that mean? Is it supposed to be some sort of threat? <laughs> I love that line. Oh, that's great. And so uh, Homer asks Bart to make Lisa stop. So Bart heads upstairs. Yep. And uh, Lisa tells Bart she has <laughs> that she uh, Bart Lisa tells Bart that she has to practice, and you can't stop. Bart can't stop her. Yeah. And Bart's like, Bart asks her, "Is that right?" Well, uh, I'm. Uh, you're you're eight and I'm ten. It says because of being on this planet for a couple extra years, I've learned a few <laughs> tricks. Two, two extra yep. years. <laughs> yep, a couple extra years. It's like and then he yells, "Give me that sax!" and lunges for Lisa. <laughs> and uh, Lisa moves out of the way. Then Bart's able to grab the sax and they fight over it, and it gets thrown out the window. Yeah, gone. I mean, that thing yeah. flew pretty far. Yeah. Like across the whole lawn yeah. and into the middle of the street. Like, I, yeah. that's, I mean, that's, and what's, like, I love this trope in like TV shows. We, like, all yeah. TV shows, if you look closely, they don't have screens in their windows. Where nope. normal homes yeah. have screens in their windows. Yeah, that, that saxophone in a real house would, I mean, might have gone through the window if the window was open and the screen was there. But, I mean, Maybe. It's it would bounce going, off like, the screen. Too, it might. And if it doesn't, it'll probably go like I don't know, fall to the ground, maybe two two feet away from the house max. Yep. But no, it lands in the street, and yep. uh, it gets run over by a car, and then by Hans Moleman driving a semi truck. <laughs> I love that. That's great. Uh, did, did he learn when he got like what, what was it? The sugar? Was he driving the sugar truck that toppled over? Are you talking about Edgar Allan Poe's house? Uh, no, I'm talking about, remember when the Homer had the sugar the, with the bees? We not done that episode yet? Oh, the, so. the, the The sugar pile, remember with oh, the tea guy? Yeah. yeah, I think we did do that episode. Yeah, that was the, where he got the sugar. That was Hans Wollman that was driving that oh, truck. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I think yeah, there's Han, also... Hans Wollman has bad luck driving vehicles in general because the sugar truck, Homer knocking him off the road, driving Edgar Allan Poe's house. Yes. There's an episode where his car blows up, just sitting there. Yeah, Hans Wolvich should not be behind the wheel. Why do these companies keep hiring him? I don't know. To be fair, the only reason I know all that is I recently just watched The Ballad of Hans Moltmann by M.C. Lars. Oh, nice. Uh, and then Nelson comes by and jumps on Lisa Sachs and laughs. Yeah. What a dick. <laughs> and then a man on a tricycle hits the Sachs and promptly falls over. And this is a reference to a character played by Art Johnson, an old man in a raincoat on a tricycle, which is a running gag from the NBC variety show, Rowan and Martin's Laugh-It. And there's also a little soundtrack that plays when he hits the sax. Yeah. That, that's also part of the, the laugh, the laughing. I've never heard of that. I, I'm assuming that was supposed to be SNL-like. I'm guessing so. Something very similar. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, Lisa takes her busted sacks inside and sits on the couch and starts crying. I mean, I don't yeah. think I've ever had anything run over by a car. Or, um, I mean, can't say that I have. No. Nothing that, that I, I love remember. that much. No. No. So uh, Homer tells Lisa the sacks doesn't look so bad. Then Lisa takes the sacks and turns it sideways and it's completely flat. 
And Homer shudders like, oh, <laughs> yeah. I guess it is a, I guess it is a little destroyed. And then yep. Homer tells Lisa, if it'll make her feel better, I can destroy something that Bart loves. Uh, that I don't think our parents ever pulled that pulled no. that trick. No. Like, I don't know if I've ever destroyed anything of yours. So the only thing I remember that we ever destroyed is we had that goofy stuffed animal that we fought over and we ripped the ear out. Okay. And then mom not had as, to fix ba- it. Not as bad as the sax, but you know. No. I we no we didn't destroy Daffy. I don't know what happened to Daffy. I don't know. And uh, Bart yells out, you know, hey, he's like, hey, you can't do that. And Homer tells Bart not to worry because if it bothers you, we'll destroy something Maggie loves. (laughs) And Maggie's hugging your power drill. (laughs) She really likes that power drill. Hopefully there's no battery. Hopefully there's no battery attached to it. No, it's attached to a cord. Oh, good. It's It's not plugged plugged in. in. Good. It is plugged in. And during this scene, it is. Oh no, not during this scene, but like the first scene, she has it. She was using it. It was spinning. Oh, was it? Well, how could she yeah. be running around with a power drill if it's not plugged in? But it was plugged in. To what? She was just walking through the living room. Or the den. I don't know. Maybe she plugged it into an outlet in the living room and then walked by. I don't know. Don't, I guess forget, I didn't Maggie, don't forget, Maggie's a smart baby. I guess I didn't notice that. Okay, anyway. So, um, Lisa you know, tells Homer that uh, he doesn't understand. And that the saxophone is like a, her oldest friend. <laughs> That's, That's pretty sad. sad. And she had it for as long as she can remember. And then she's like, Homer's like, you don't remember how you got it? It's like, nah, I mean, she's eight. I mean, yeah. depending on how old she is. I mean, Elliot, Elliot's five and dude remembers <laughs> stuff. I think from at least two years ago when he was three, I guess. I don't remember. I mean, I guess I'm 40 now. I don't remember shit <laughs> when I was eight years old. I don't, I, honestly, I don't remember a lot as a kid. I remember a little, I mean, I, yeah, I'm 36. The only thing I really, really, truly remember, and I think we've talked about it on the, on the podcast before, was when I set your room on fire when I was three. Yeah. But I mean, but, that kind of sticks with a guy. <laughs> but I think the only reason you really remember it is because literally probably five times a year, mom reminds you of that fact. No, I usually remind her. Oh. <laughs> but I'm guessing at some point, I'm guessing when you were a kid, though, it got drilled into your head that you did it year after year after year. I don't think, Mom, really, I honestly remember it. Like, oh. not because anybody told me, but, like, I remember it. I mean, I don't <laughs> remember, like, exactly, like, what happened, but I remember the gist of what happened. Yeah. Um... But yeah, and you, being, uh, and you being a bad babysitter. <laughs> yeah. um, so Homer tells her it happened in 1990. 1990. And uh, yeah, back then, the artist formerly known as Prince was currently known as Prince <laughs> in 1990. And yep. uh, Tracy Ullman was entertaining America <laughs> with songs, sketches, and crudely drawn filler <laughs> material. Man, and if you guys... That- I wonder what that crudely drawn filler material was. Yeah, if you guys don't know what that is, it uh, this is a reference to The Simpsons' debut as quote-unquote bumpers airing yeah. before and after commercials on the Tracy Ullman show. So I have a bone to pick with Homer. 
um, and him being an unreliable narrator. Now, obviously, <laughs> we're not we're not to the point yet of time meaning a like not meaning a much. Um, but I, I feel like nine seasons we're still kind of in that era of time meaning stuff. So this episode takes place in ninety seven. He says Lisa got her sex in nineteen ninety. So that's seven years. In this current episode, Bart is ten, Lisa is eight. Do the math. Yeah. Bart did yep. not go to kindergarten when he was three. <laughs> nope. You would have been in uh preschool. Yeah. Yep. So Homer, Homer, yeah, we know Homer's been drunk a lot. He might not yeah. might not know. But yeah, yeah, Homer ends his sentence by saying Bart was eagerly waiting his first day of school. Oh, I don't remember my first day of school ever. That was way nope. too long ago. Um, so we get a flashback to a young Bart having his hair brushed by Marge and the song Don't Worry, Be Happy by Bobby McFerrin <laughs> playing over the scene. Because, yeah, don't worry, be happy. Uh, and so we see a young, uh, young Lisa, very young Lisa, uh, spelling out the word star on some building blocks. And she tells Marge, she's like, look, Mama, look. And uh, Marge is like, I can't look right now because Bart is going to be late for school. You can't take two seconds? Nope. Um, and so Lisa knocks over blocks and it spells out rats when, when they fall to the ground. That's great yes. animation, man. That's great. Oh, yeah. Um, well, if they fall right, R, A, T, and S would fall in a row. So Yeah. Logically, uh, it can happen. No, because start... Uh, Alright. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Uh I had to do that in my brain. Um and so uh Homer, you know, has a little father son chat with Bart and he goes, Now son, on your first day of school, I'd like to pass along the words of advice <laughs> my father gave me. And we get a thought balloon appearing above Homer's head as he thinks about the advice grandpa gave him as a child. And grandpa goes, Homer, you're dumber you're you're a Homer, you're dumb as a mule and twice as ugly. If a strange man offers you a ride. I say, take it. And then the thump like, <laughs> fades away. And Homer's like, lousy, uh, traumatic childhood. Yeah, uh, that's, that's, that's bad advice. It's really, really bad advice. And so the school bus uh, pulls up to the Simpsons house and honks its horn. And Marge says goodbye to Bart and kisses him on the forehead. And the young Bart uh, you know, rushes out the door and says, school will be fun. Yep, Bart, Bart has high hopes. Now, this is this is where this this part of the episode derails from season thirty five episode <laughs> two, where now the episode itself is not generally about Bart's first day at kindergarten, but yeah. for about three minutes of the episode, they actually show Bart going off to school because they're showing uh, Marge is having. It's kind of like a parental, like empty nest, not really empty nest syndrome, but like she has two kids at the home and now she's down to one kid at the home sort of thing. But in this episode, she brings Bart to school for his first day of kindergarten and drops him off in the classroom. Uh, well, okay. I will say this because we did talk about this before the podcast a little bit. Homer can be an unreliable narrator. Now, I haven't watched this episode yet. I'm not going to comment on it. But we have to remember who is telling the story. Sure. 
And so you think because it's Marge's story in this episode that she's telling it correctly versus Homer. That or they neither one of them remembers his first day of school. Well, I mean, as a parent who has a kid in kindergarten, I brought my kid to school. Me and Shay brought, brought our kid to school for his first day. Now, granted, he doesn't take the bus. He could take the bus, yeah. but I take him to school every day. But we did want to take him to school on his first day because we wanted yeah. to say good luck and have fun. And I, I was so I, excited to start school. Just like I Bart. Think, I think kindergarten, I'm pretty sure our one of our parents drove us to school. I know mom took me to Montessori for kindergarten. Yeah, I'm pretty sure for kindergarten. Definitely first grade, uh, we were ta- I was taking the bus in first grade. Yep, first grade we took the bus, yeah. So uh kindergarten, I could see I could see Marge's story being more towards the truth. Now I'd have to watch it to compare it to this episode, and since I haven't watched it yet, I can only go off with what you're saying, and I don't want to dive more into that episode. So yep. we're gonna continue this episode. Uh uh-huh. Principal Skinner welcomes the new kindergartners, and he goes but instead of calling himself, you know, by his real name, <laughs> Principal Skinner, he goes, I'm Principal Sinner. And all the kids laugh. And, and now uh, I lost him. <laughs> that's it. I've lost him forever. <laughs> He's like, all right, screw this. I'm done talking to him. So he introduces uh, Lunch Lady Doris, who Skinner says will serve them healthy, nutritious meals. And Doris is like, yeah, right. And sad fact. This is the original Lunch Lady Doris's last episode. Yep. Uh, yeah. She passed away in, uh, so yeah, this is the last 95. episode Yeah, uh, of Doris Growl, Gray. Um, however, this episode aired nearly two years after her death. Yep. Um, so they were, and, well... Maybe they just had a track of her, like saying Maybe. certain lines as the lunch lady. Yeah, uh, this would mark the final time she speaks until season eighteen, and she's voiced by Tress McNeil in that episode. You know, it's funny to think. It's funny to think about that nine years has passed now since this episode. Yeah, that we don't get a lunch lady, Doris. Like yeah. I swear, she was a staple character on the Simpsons for, for years. Yeah. But so, well, I mean, obviously, we maybe we see her. Maybe she doesn't speak because it says when the character speaks until season 18. But we'll keep an eye out, see if she makes yeah. any appearances between now and 18. And according to uh, this, this episode was actually produced. So actually, no, they didn't have a voice track for it. This episode was produced during season seven. Really? Um, and that's why the animation... I didn't really notice the animation too that much. That makes more sense for the Does, ending. Yeah. We'll get to that. But yeah. that that makes way more sense now. Yeah. And so the animation uh, doesn't look like the season the former was currently in. Uh, looking a little more like season 7 and or 8's coloring. So the coloring is a little off. I didn't notice much. But when it comes to TV shows like The Simpsons and like... I mean, obviously, you could tell when they switched to digital, but this, I couldn't really tell that the animation was too off. So, yeah, this was actually produced two years earlier, um, at least according to what I have in front of me. 
Uh, then Skinner introduces Miss Phipps, who is the school nurse, who will provide <laughs> ointments and ugnants. And then finally, he introduces Jimbo, a school bully, who will administer noogies and nipple twisters. Okay, so this definitely answers the question of what grade Jimbo is in then? Like, he would be a grade above Bart? Because he would have already established his time at Springfield Elementary? I mean, he, I don't he would be... Because Nelson's clearly in Bart's fourth class. grade with Bart. Yeah. But we never really learn what grade Jimbo and Kearney are in, even though they hang out I don't with... think... But Jimbo, I don't think... Have we seen Jimbo at the elementary school besides this? Well, yeah. He's been in episodes past. But I'm saying specifically taking classes at the elementary school. Yeah, he was in that episode. Well, I mean, we never seen him in a classroom, but we saw him taking uh, Bart's uh, nice belt away because he was ragging on his cord. I mean, but that doesn't necessarily mean he's in elementary school. I mean, we know Kearney is, which is weird in itself. Yeah, but um, we know yeah. but we know that Jimbo goes to that school. But I'm no, 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 be fifth grade. No, 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 no. Because in the episode, Bart has the babysitter. She's dating Jimbo. Oh, and that's weird. Why would she be dating a fifth grader? He's not a fifth grader. He's got to be like fourteen. I okay. So for that episode where Bart was ragging on his cord, why was he physically in the school? Because he's a, a ne'er do well. Okay. <laughs> so he doesn't go to Springfield Elementary? No, he just likes to bully little kids. But he looked like sort of light, slightly older than Bart in this. I mean, yeah, looking at the picture, which, by the way, his shirt has a bunny rabbit on it. Yes. I, I, I would say maybe he's in second grade. Maybe, well, maybe third all right, we're going to keep an eye out on Jimbo and see where yeah. he shows up, because this is very uh, odd. Yeah, and so uh, uh, Kid Jimbo is like, I look forward to wailing on all of all, on all of you, meaning the kids, and Bart <laughs> does like a gulp, like gulp. And so now we go to uh, Bart in, uh, in class, and him and the rest of the kindergartners are singing uh, Old MacDonald, uh, B-I-N-G-O, um, and the teacher writes down that Bart added an extra class <laughs> and is not college material. I have to say this teacher is awful. I, God, she's like Mr. Garrison level awful as a kindergarten yeah. teacher. Yeah, she's pretty bad. Um, and Bart, you know, looks sad. And so then we see Bart, out, Scott, Bart outside skipping across the playground. And then Willie stops him. And he goes, I says something in like Scottish. And then he points to a sign that says, ah, keep off grass. It's like, can't and you so, understand English? English? <laughs> and so Bart, you know, goes on to a path and he's sad. Yeah, school he is isn't not good. having a good first day of school. No, this is bad. Uh, maybe this explains all of Bart's. Well, we'll get to what explains <laughs> Bart's attitude in a little bit. Uh, Bart gets home from school and Marge asks him how his first day of school went. And Bart just kind of looks at her and he has got a sad face and he turns and walks up the stairs. He's sad. Um, and so now we cut back to present day where Homer and Marge continue. <laughs> They're all in the family theme song. And uh, Bart was feeling mighty blue. 
It's a shame what school can do. For no reason, here's Apu. And that's Apu pops and he's like, for here's no reason, here's Apu. And all three of them saying, those were the oh days. Yeah, for no reason, there's Apu. Well, they needed to rhyme something with do. So they brought in Apu. Oh my God. And it makes no sense. Nope. Oh my God. I love it though. It's hilarious. I don't care that it doesn't make sense. Um, And so the kids, you know, clap like kind of slow, like not like a slow clap, but like a confused clap. We're like, oh, okay. And Homer turns around to tell them that that was the story (laughs) of Bart's first day of school. (laughs) Uh, Boy, Homer loves stories. Yeah, I like stories. (laughs) Yeah. And so Bart says it was very nice. And Homer's like, yeah. He's like, yeah. But it was supposed, you're supposed to be telling me a story about how I got my saxophone. <laughs> Dope. <laughs> uh, and, uh, seriously, this, this reminds me so much of how I met your mother. Because they're like, you're supposed to be telling us how, how you met our mom, not how you slept with all these women. Yep. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, now now we, we go to commercial after Homer yells. Yeah. So the next scene uh, Marge, you know, can't get Maggie to burp. And she asked Homer to give it a try because he's the dad. Dads can burp their babies. Homer's yep. like, no problem. I'll just give her a sip of beer. <laughs> and Homer's like, Homer's like, it's time. It's Miller time. Wally, did he have a duff in his hand? Yes, yes, he did. I what made the what made them write in in the script Miller time? Um, I mean, it might have been a really big slogan in the late nineties. Well, it was, but I, but I don't hold a Guinness and be like, oh, it's Miller time and drink my Guinness. Yeah, I don't. I I don't. I don't know. I think also part of this kind of feeds back to where parents used to give their babies like a, a pinky pinky's worth. Like they just dip their finger in like a whiskey or some sort of alcohol and rub it on their gums to suit like, so that, you know, babies would stop crying. So well, that was I'm more wondering... for, that was more for teething, not burping. Yeah, I know, but I, I still think it kind of goes back to that. So Homer's like, well, if whiskey will make her stop crying, maybe beer will make her burp. Well, beer would make you burp. Cause it's got, Bubbles and carbonation. Carbonation. Yes. But Homer's not that smart. That's not his logic. Yeah. So uh, Marge yells at Homer and Homer says his dad gave him beer when he was a child. Until Homer, until I wrapped my uh, little red wagon around a tree. (laughs) And then we get a flashback of the kids uh, version of a car wreck. Like, Like bicycles and wagons and like, it's just mayhem everywhere. Yep, and child Barney tells Homer that they should never drink again. Back to present day, and we never did, as he's taking a sip of beer. So Homer and Barney were childhood friends? Did we? Well, I mean, I, I think we knew they, they knew each other in high school. Yes. So we, knew, went, so we get, I, I don't remember if this is a normal episode or if this is Trios of Horror, I can't I can't oh. remember which. But there is an episode where we get young Carl, young Lenny, young Homer, 
uh, young Barney, young Mo, like all in a that group. was Treehouse of Horror. Was that Treehouse of Horror? Yeah, because I know it was a Stand by Me knockoff. Yeah, maybe it was Treehouse of Horror, but I don't know. We'll have to see if there's another kid, like a Homer is a kid episode. Yeah, I can't remember, but I know there's sure a Treehouse of Horror version. Of yeah. them being child. And as we all know, it's canon, so it makes sense. It's not canon. Uh-huh. All right. So, uh, Lisa turns to, uh, Marge. And, uh, Lisa's like, Mom, can you tell the story of how I got my saxophone and not have it turn into a story about Bart? Where it's like, oh, sure, honey. Bart had just completed his <laughs> first day of school. And Bart, Lisa's like, Mom! And Bart's like, hey, she's just giving the public what it wants. Bart by the barrel full. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I can't think of aside, like, like you said, how I met your mother, but I can't think of like, yeah. this a story. It's like, Hey, tell me the story of this. Yeah. And it's like a completely different tangent, but yeah. it obviously like, it's funny. We'll get to it obviously. Cause we're talking about the episode, but it like literally turns into Lisa getting your saxophone. It's yeah. Kind of a cool twist. So Bart yeah. apologizes to Lisa, but that's just how the story goes. Yep. And uh, Marge says no matter what Bart tried, he couldn't fit in at school. And we uh, flash back to uh, Bart in school. And Bart's singing his ABCs. <laughs> He's like, A, B, C, D, no, line. No. no, he forgot D. Oh, sorry. Like, line, D, E, line, F, Bart. And you're going to be seeing plenty of them. God, this teacher is a bitch. I know, like, this is not how you, t- I, well, I've actually, we've emailed Bar- uh, Elliot's teacher because we kind of, because yeah. Elliot does the kid thing. I didn't do anything at school today. Oh. So we emailed, we emailed Elliot's teacher just to like, see how he's doing. If he's like, yeah. but he's making friends. He's interested in science and math. Like good. he's doing good in school, but he's pulling, he's pulling an uncle Rob. Yeah. So, so I don't, I mean, See, you gotta you gotta ask him the things he's learning, not just hey, what did you do in school today? <laughs> uh, it doesn't matter. It's always nothing. It doesn't matter what it is. I'll get I'll get it out of him when I when I come visit. Okay, but anyway, yeah, the teacher teacher is definitely the problem. I feel like yes. had, had Bart had a better kindergarten teacher, Bart could have been a completely different student. Yeah, completely oh, yeah. different. God, yeah. Springfield Elementary sucks. Yeah. Uh, and uh, back at the house, Bart is curled up in bed, and Marge asks him if he'd like to read a book. And she holds up Curious George and the Ebola Virus. Jesus Christ. That's great. Oh, And Bart God. says no. And then Marge asks if you'd like to color something. And Bart's like, I did. And he points to a picture where he wrote uh, the word sad and drew a crying son. And he also drew himself with knives in his back and blood coming out of him. <laughs> and Marge is clearly worried because that is definitely not something a kid should be drawing. No. And if your kid has a notebook full of disfigured and horrible looking things in it, I would get them checked out. Yes. Uh, so Homer is watching TV where there's like jazz music playing and uh, his uh, fingers are snapping. He's like listening to, you know, Something really weird. And we see that Homer is watching Twin Peaks. And the yep. man says, that's some damn fine coffee you got here in Twin Peaks. 
damn good cherry pie. And then we see a scene on the TV. A guy is dancing with a horse next to a tree that has a stoplight hanging from it. And the horse is like, brilliant. And he laughs like, I have absolutely no idea what's going on. I've never and watched Twin Peaks. I've watched the first three episodes of Twin Peaks, but that really doesn't get into how crazy it is. Yeah. Um, it's still fairly tame for the first few episodes, but one of my friends is at it? work is totally into Twin Peaks, and he's like, yeah, that uh, show gets off the rails kind of funky. So yeah, uh, I, yeah, Jay wants to watch it. I do want to watch it. I I think eventually we'll probably get around to <laughs> round of watching it. As TV show, good quality TV has been dwindling lately. Oh, yeah. I, th- I think we'll eventually get to watch some older stuff that we've always want to watch. We'll, we'll look so. at Suits on Netflix. Yeah, I heard that was really good, too. And now it's getting a spinoff because of oh. Netflix. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, that show, dude, that show's like 15 years old or something like that. It's old. All right. Um, so now, uh, Marge brings down the drawing that Bart made, and she wants Homer to look at it. And Homer just, he grabs the drawing, but he doesn't look at it. He goes, it's, it's beautiful. We should put Bart's beautiful drawing on the fridge. And he just waves around the picture. Still have knowing, no idea what Bart actually drew. And so Marge is like, Homer, stop. Actually look at the drawing. Do you do that to Elliot at all? Where he's like, he hands you a picture <laughs> and he's like, dad, see, look what I drew at. And you're like, oh, good job. And just don't even look at it. Sometimes it depends on how buggy he's been before he hands me the picture. Like yeah. if he's being like really like crazy, like running around, like wants to play, like being like nuts. And then all of a sudden he's like, look at this. I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, and so uh, Homer, uh, uh, oh, Homer says, all right. And he's about to say what a beautiful drawing again. But he's like, what a, and then he looks at the picture and he screams. He's like, burn it, send it to hell. (laughs) He's like, oh, dear God. And Marge, uh, uh, she says, she thinks they are going to have to get Bart some help. Probably at this point. And Homer sits in a fetal position on the couch and he just points to the picture. He's like, get it away, get it away. Because it's, uh, yeah, it's not a, not a pleasant picture to look at. And so uh, Homer goes up to Bart's room and he's like, hey, Bart, do you want to play some catch? And Bart's like, no. And Homer, you know, now Homer's sad. He's like, when a boy doesn't want to play catch with his old man, something is seriously wrong. I don't think I ever turned down our dad to play catch. because I really like playing catch. And dad never turned on us. Like we would either say, hey, you want to come play catch? And he'd be like, yeah, let's go. Yeah. So, So, yeah, I think something something is seriously seriously wrong. And then we see Abe is behind Homer dressed up in like an old tiny <laughs> baseball uniform. And he's yes. like, I'll play catch with you. And Homer tells Abe to go to, uh, he, yeah, Homer tells Abe to go to hell. Oh no, I'm sorry. Homer tells Abe to get the hell out. And he's like, I'm gone. Yeah. And he walks into like the ba- a bathroom, I think. He doesn't Some walk does. downstairs. He walks into another room. Yep. <laughs> okay. Maybe he's staying the night. I don't know. Um, so now uh, Marge takes Bart to Dr. Hibbert, who uh, looks and is dressed like Mr. T. Yep. A pity it's, his, it's his 90s. It's the 90s. It's, it's the Mr. Yeah. Mr. T phase. Yep. And so uh, Hibbert says Bart is physically sound as a dollar. 
And he believes Bart's severe emotional dysfunction stems from a deep-seated psychological trauma. And then he's like, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I don't really think, I mean, I guess maybe the teacher uh, traumatized him. Well, yeah, I mean, the teachers, I mean, Bart literally went to school like, I'm going to school. This is going to be the best time of my life. Yeah. And then after he can't go to college, can't remember his age, I mean... Okay, to be fair, Elliot knew his ABCs well before he went to kindergarten. Dude knew his ABCs at like three. So yeah. it may be Homer and because did Bart, Bart, I guess we don't know. Did Bart didn't go, did he go to preschool? Was he just at home know. until kindergarten? But we'll also learn something about the Simpsons genetics and Elisa the Simpson. Yeah. But I'm just so, wondering, but I'm just wondering, like, was, we don't know if Bart went to preschool. I'm assuming he did. I mean, he should have learned his ABCs there. Probably. Maybe he went to a shitty preschool. Yeah. Uh, and so Marge says since they had nowhere else to turn, they went and saw the school psychologist, Dr. J. Lauren Pryor, who last appeared in Marge versus the Monorail. And I honestly, I can't remember him in the monorail episode. I don't remember him in that episode either. I know he was in uh, Bart, uh, Bart the Genius. Yeah, like way back in uh, season one. Maybe, maybe he was just there. Maybe, maybe he didn't have a speaking role. I don't. Yeah, I don't remember either. And uh, he uh, tells. Uh, he goes, Mr. and Mrs. Simpson, there's nothing to be alarmed about. Public school can be intimidating to a young child, particularly one with as many flamboyantly homosexual tendencies <laughs> as your son. And Bart's Holy like, Bart is gay. Hey. And the doctor's like, Bart? And then he looks at the file and realizes he has the wrong file. And that file belongs to Millhouse. Uh, yeah, I mean, Millhouse is a little bit weird. I don't think he's gay at all. I think the psychologist is a bad psychologist. Yeah, well, considering, uh, Millhouse is in love with Lisa. Yep, Lisa, he dated, didn't he date Janie? No, he dated the one chick that, uh, that went to, like, the all-girls school. That's right, yep. Yeah. Um, and so the doctor's like, well, the point I'm trying to make is, is that Bart must learn to be less of an individual and more a faceless slug. It's horrible advice. Yeah, and then, but it's funny. When Bart's in uh, fourth grade, clearly he's seen him again. He's like, oh, Bart's a genius. I, yeah. have, no, I have no recollection <laughs> of talking to him in kindergarten. Yeah. Bart's a genius. Like, yeah, what the I fuck? What are you yeah. talking about? Yeah, I don't know. Um, and so, Leek, uh, um, so we see Lisa is with uh, Homer and Marge, and she has quickly put together a puzzle of the Taj Mahal. And, you know, the doctor, the, the psychologist is impressed. And he's like, how old are you? And Lisa's like, three and three eighths. <laughs> okay. Now, and that's the, not entirely correct because nope. um, there's 12 months in a year. So it would be... There, there, there's no mathematical way that three ace. Well, maybe there would be if you're. I don't know. Maybe, maybe she has some points, but you know, if well, you're like one, one quarter is two ace, which is about three months, 
So she's like three months and like 14 days. So 15. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe she's good at math. I'm not sure. Yeah. And the doctor asks Lisa, he's like, well, if I have five apples and I take away three apples, how many apples do I have? And Lisa correctly answers two because it's really simple math. Yeah. And then Homer's like, wait a minute. (laughs) Just sits there, does the math in his head. Yep, she's right. And Dr. Pryor's like, Marge, Homer, I believe your Lisa may be gifted. Marge's like, that's wonderful. But still, can't you do anything for Bart? And Homer's like, Marge, he's five. His life is over. This is the wave of the future. And little Lisa's like, wave of the future. Oh my god, no, you can't just ignore your other child. Um, And so the psychologist tells Lisa that she is right. And he tells Homer Marge, that if they nurture her gift now, there is no telling what she can do. And Homer's like, wow, think of the possibilities. And we get a thought bubble. Lisa has won the Nobel Prize. And then Homer's like, nah, you get a next thought bubble. Lisa has won the Nobel Prize for kickboxing. And he and she kicks the guy in the thought bubble. Yeah. That's... I don't I don't think that you can get a Nobel Prize for kickboxing. No, because normally the Nobel Prize is for peace. Yes. Well, science. You get it in science, yeah. economics. But not uh, not kickboxing. Not kickboxing, no. Uh, and then Homer just uh, stares at the doctor, <laughs> says he will give him the address of a nice preschool. So so Lisa isn't going to, like, I'm just wondering, does Lisa not go to preschool? She just stays at home with Marge all day? Well, she's I mean, three. remember, Marge is a stay-at-home mom. Yeah, hey, she's Elliot, three. What are you talking about? Elliot was in preschool was like four weeks after he was born. We had, me and Shay had to go back to work, man. That's called and daycare. Elliot was a, well, daycare and preschool are once you get to so it's like daycare. Well, daycare. I mean, Elliot was daycare through preschool. Yeah, because you go preschool then to kindergarten. So yeah, I mean, he just moved his way up into the toddler room and then in the preschool rooms. Yeah. But, I mean, Marge is a stay-at-home mom, and she's like, Lisa gets to stay home. She's, yep. she's not sending, him off, sending her off to preschool. But well, now they are. Yeah. Well, didn't Maggie go to, like, the Ayn Rand place? No, I thought that was just a daycare for the night. I don't know. Was, oh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe Maggie isn't going to there on a regular basis. I'm not sure. Um, so we get uh, Miss... Tillingham's school for the snotty girls and mama's boys. <laughs> nice. I love it. Uh, and some children are, you know, chanting cross heart, uh, cross my heart and hope to die. Here's the digits that make pie. 3.1452987323. And then we fade away over to the, yeah. the teacher. And uh, they're smart, I guess. And uh, Homer and Marge talk to the teacher. She says uh, the preschool is the highest quality and that 75% of their graduates go on to the first grade. <laughs> Only 75%? That's, well, not, a good, that's not a good preschool either. No, I'm, I think they're saying from preschool they skip kindergarten and go to first grade. Oh. Okay. Are you allowed to do that? Maybe. Yes. But are you? Yeah, you're allowed but, to skip grades if you're smart. Yeah, but kindergarten? What are you doing, kindergarten? Draw fucking pictures? 
you learn a lot in kindergarten, or so I think Elliot's doing. <laughs> you wouldn't know. He doesn't tell you anything. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know what he's doing there. Maybe he's learning. Maybe he's not. I'm not quite sure. Yeah. Uh, but I do like we get we get our second picture of Albert Einstein on a wall now. There's yeah. one in Pryor's office. There's one here yeah. at the school. Yeah. I guess Albert Einstein is the uh, the notation on your wall that signifies a smart location or something. Yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, and uh, Homer says that Lisa has a gift and they are willing to do anything to help her. Lisa makes, and then we see Lisa making a horse out of clay. Yeah. She's doing her thing. And the teacher tells Homer <laughs> and Marge that tuition is $6,000, which that's not bad. I pay $18,000 a year every, every, for every year Elliot was in daycare. Wait, what? Yeah. Eight, what? That's how much daycare costs every single year. That's, that's like $1,500 a month. Yeah. About $400 a week, 450-ish a week. Jesus Christ on a bike. Yeah. God damn. Why do you think I got so excited when Elliot went to kindergarten, man? I actually, <laughs> no like, shit. I actually save $800 a month because of that. Until you blow it on stuff you don't need. Well, clearly. But that's where <laughs> I get my, that's where my vacation money and a lot of this other uh... stuff. Like, like, that's, that's, one dude, once Elliot, like, graduated in April, yeah. out of date, I was like, oh, thank God. You know, you know what the, another way to save money is? You don't have kids. Well, clearly. clearly but you also need a good paying job because, I mean, I don't have kids. I ain't saving money because it's expensive as fuck to live. Well, no, but I mean, without Elliot, dude, I'd, I'd, I mean, well, I guess if I didn't have a kid, I'd, well, I still have to work, but I'd probably go on more vacations, better. I don't know. Yeah. But, uh. But yeah, Elliot uh, ate a lot of lot of money through his first five years. I'll tell you that much. Well, you spend almost three hundred thousand dollars on the life of a child from when they're born to when they turn eighteen. So yep, yep. So, but he's out of out of kindergarten. But now I'm going to be paying for his sport. But I think monthly, like the money I'm putting towards Elliot monthly now is substantially less now that yeah. he's in now that he's in school. Kindergarten. Yeah, but. When 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 uh, they said that tuition is six thousand dollars, I'm assuming that's a year for, yeah. the, for the preschool. I'm like, dude, Homer, you're getting off cheap, man. This is also 1997, though. Yeah, I guess I don't know what the average uh, yearly tuition for yeah. preschool was in the in '97. Yeah, but wouldn't it be '95 if you th- if it took if it was produced two years oh, prior to this airing? True. Yeah. I mean, so mid nineties. I can't. I can't imagine the prices going up that much. Yeah. Either way, Homer tries to haggle. He's like, "I'll give you fifty bucks," and the teacher's like, "The fee is non-negotiable." Homer's like, "All right, seventy-five. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, Homer does not know what the word non-negotiable means. Correct. And uh, Marge says she knew it was going to be expensive, but she was hoping they could get a scholarship of some sort. And the teacher says she doesn't have anything to offer unless they belong to a minority group. That always, yeah, always rubbed me the wrong way. Like I'm like, action. I know, I know. Like it just, I'm like, come, I get it, but come on, some white Americans can't afford 
this either. Yes. Might might have gifted children. Yeah. But yeah. And Homer's like says, excellent. And uh thank you very much in Spanish. <laughs> and she says, I'm sorry. And in a Chinese accent, Homer says, Ah soul. <laughs> Don't work, Homer. No. Um, so Marge grabs Lisa and tells her that she's sorry and uh the it's a world Lisa will never know. So I'll have yeah. to go to public school like a normal kid. Yeah. And back in the present day, Homer says the family was suffering through their worst crisis ever. Bart was miserable at school and Lisa's gifts were going to waste. And Bart puts it and says, uh, it's after five years and I'm still miserable at school. And Lisa adds her gifts are still going to waste. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And uh, Marge says sometimes she feels so smothered by the family that she wants to scream until her lungs explode. And Marge looks at the family and is like, oh, I'll go start dinner now. And I was like, yeah, you do that. <laughs> like, uh, and so Abe walks in the room and Homer asks, what are you doing doing there? He's like, I'm looking for my teeth. And Santa's little helper walks in with Abe's teeth in his mouth. <laughs> and the dog's like, I don't know if he's trying to bark or what, but he's. I think he. I think he was um, whining about the teeth in his mouth. <laughs> like he wasn't like proud of it. That's oh. what it sounded like to me. And Abe takes his teeth out of the dog's mouth. He's like, "I better wash these teeth off." And hell with it, and puts them back in his mouth. Gross. I mean, Abe's mouth is probably gross too. So you know. Yeah. And uh, Marge tells Abe that they're telling the story of when Bart was five <laughs> and Lisa was three. Abe's like, I know a story. And he starts telling his own story. He's like, it was 1906. President was uh, Divine Miss Sarah Bernhard. And all over America, people were doing a dance called The Funky Grandpa. Oh, my God. Oh, and then Abe you know, starts to dance and then immediately falls asleep <laughs> while standing up. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh Grandpa. Uh, and Marge starts the actual story back up and she says if their situation wasn't bad enough, Springfield was going through an unseasonable heat wave. I feel like this is the, the second time we've had to deal with the heat wave in Springfield. Sec yep. Second time. And this was in, uh, um, Bart of Darkness. Okay. Um, and so Homer, we see Homer watching the news in his underwear and Kent says the heat wave continues, and that and that day's temperature exceeded the record for this date for this date set back four billion years ago <laughs> when the Earth was just a hot ball of molten lava. I don't think it's that hot. No, no, that no, 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 no. Nope, I think it's not that hot. that hot. And the picture they use uh, next to Kent while he's doing the story is a picture of Kent with a dog pulling at his shorts, and the caption reads, "Feeling hot, hot, hot." And like yep. he's doing like the little tee hee pose. Yep, and that's modeled after the copper tone girl. Yeah. Um, and Homer, so we see Homer wiping himself with some frozen food, and Marge walks in. And she's like, "Have you seen the frozen peas?" And Homer lifts up his butt and pulls out the frozen peas and hands them to Marge. Marge's <laughs> like, uh, "You keep them." <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, this is also the second time we've seen Homer uh, rub himself with frozen food. I think that was also part of Darkness. Yep. When they so used it was the that heat wave. That's where the yep. There was the yeah. pool mobile, and 
Yeah. Yep, that's when they got the pool. The pool. Um, and so uh, Marge tells Homer that if they can't get Lisa into the expensive preschool, they should find other ways to encourage her, like in art class or ballet lessons. And she even suggests they could do something at the museum on Saturday. And Homer is like, oh, forget it. I'm not spending my Saturdays at a museum. <laughs> He's like, oh, I um, get that all the time. She always wants to take Ellie to museums. And I'm like, I don't want to go. Go to the museum. Maybe you'll learn something. Eh, maybe if they had foosball. Uh, which brings me to Homer <laughs> going, unless, do museums have foosball? And we see Homer imagining himself playing foosball with Michelangelo's David, and he beats the statue. He's like, all right, who's next? And then we get the guy from the screen painting, and he just kind of screams. Yeah. Me! That's um, and so Marge says it doesn't matter because everything costs money that they don't have. Man, if that ain't true in 1997, <laughs> it's definitely true today. I mean, how do, the, how do the Simpsons do anything? Gold. I don't know. <laughs> um, Marge says, unless, and Homer's like, unless what? And Marge explains they have $200 they have saved up for a new air conditioner. And uh, Homer says, uh, Homer tries to protest um, that and says they've needed a new air conditioner for years and says their stopgap solution is getting cranky. <laughs> and we, we see a white cat with a paddle tied to its tail, uh, waving the paddle uh, up against a block of ice. And this white cat is snowball number one. Yep. Now, here's the funny thing. When I was a kid watching this episode, yeah, I always remembered this, but I always thought the cat was white. I, I didn't know it was snowball one. Like, I just didn't know. I thought it was like, oh, is there a cat that they've always had? But yeah. I thought it was white because it was, like, frozen. Because it was oh. tied to a, a thing. And it was fanning a giant ice cube. I thought maybe the cat was just cold. And like, that's how they animated it. Uh, yeah. No, that's snowball number one. I mean, maybe that's why it was white, because it was cold as hell. Um, and so Marge can't believe Homer and says she is trying to give Lisa a head start in life. And Homer isn't helping a bit. And Homer's like, Marge, name one successful person. Whoever lived without air conditioning. And Marge is like, Balzac. <laughs> no need for potty mouth just because you can't think of one. And Marge tries to explain that Balzac is, is a Balzac? real man. And Homer is like, And Homer's like, if ifs and buts were candy and nuts, I forgot how the rest of it goes. Uh, and the rest of it actually goes, if ifs and buts were candy and nuts, we'd all have a Merry Christmas. And the only reason I know that is the movie The Slammin' Salmon. Nice. Um, so uh, Marge asks Homer to promise not to buy an air conditioner until they figure out how to help Lisa. And Homer's like, I promise. He's like, there must be another way to get an air conditioner. <laughs> so now we hear, we get like the front shot of the house. And we hear the sound of an air conditioner. And we see Homer sitting on the couch and there's like icicles on the picture. It's cold as hell in there. Um, and Homer goes, recirculated air. And then we see Snowball 1, who's practically frozen, walk by Homer. And so uh, Ned confronts Homer. He like knocks on the window, opens up and goes, well, sir, I hate to be a suspicious Aloysius on you. 
but did you steal my air conditioner? And he actually like got angry at the end there. And I get it. It's a heat wave. Yeah. And uh, we see there's damage done to Flanders house and the fence between them is also damaged. And there's an air conditioner on the Simpson house. And there's like two by fours and yeah, there's like footprints in the lawns. And yeah, it's, it's definitely not good. And Homer says he admits that it looks bad. Homer's like, he's like, haven't you heard? Let he without sin cast the first stone. And then Todd nails Homer with a rock. He's like, I got him! <laughs> yeah, oh, Todd, Todd doesn't have any sins. Nope. And then back in the present, Marge says, as things look their worst, Abe jumps in and says, he realized he can make money by selling his medication to deadheads. And for you, those who don't know, deadheads are the are fans of the band The Grateful Dead. Yep. And Marge asks, what are you talking about? Nothing. <laughs> clearly Grandpa is not taking his medication. Correct. And so uh as Marge was uh saying, things could could be uh could be worse for Lisa or Bart. And so um young Bart at story time, teachers reading, like the ugly duckling was amazed to realize it had grown up to be a beautiful swan. So you see, children. There is hope for anyone. Or it's like, even me? He's just like, no. <laughs> God. It's terrible. All the time with him. Yeah. And uh, so we see Bart sitting on a bench on the playground by himself, and he's sad. And uh, a young little Millhouse comes over and says <laughs> hi to Bart and tells Bart he has soy milk because the real kind of milk can kill Millhouse. <laughs> Ew, so he's lactose intolerant to a degree of Death, apparently. Yes. Uh, and Bart says he wishes he would have was interesting like Millhouse. Oh, my God. Yep. And Bart watches Millhouse drink his milk and gets an idea and makes a fart sound with his hands over his mouth. And then milk shoots out of Mar- Millhouse's nose as Millhouse laughs. Now, yeah. I, we, I want to keep an eye on things because I swear to God, Millhouse has drunk regular milk before. No, it's milk. No, I know that, but I, I feel like he's drunk in regular milk before, and we'll keep an eye out for it. Yeah. Have we done that episode yet with the rat milking? We haven't done that episode yet. Yeah, I don't think so. No, milking rats. Ugh. Um, and Millhouse tells Bart that he's funny, and Bart asks if he if uh, he is, and Millhouse says yes, and the world needs a clown. And no, so Bart stands on the bench making fart noises and says, duty, booger. <laughs> and the kids laugh and Jimbo says, that's killer material. <laughs> so Bart's even impressing Jimbo at this age. Although Jimbo picks on Bart later on and steals his lunch money. So yes, I, I guess it's a uh, love-hate relationship, I guess. Yeah. And so we get Bart's first performance at school. And he sings and dances on a picnic table in front of all the other kindergartners. And Singy's like, Skinner is a nut. He has a rubber butt. And Skinner appears out from behind the tree. It's like, young man, I can assure you my posterior is nothing more than flesh, bone, and that metal plate I got in Nam. Now I want you to knock off that potty talk right now. So at least at least they got it right that Skinner was in Nam. Yeah. So he was. Yeah. Even though he's not necessarily Principal Skinner. 
He is Principal um, Skinner. He, now he is, yes. And we'll never talk about it again. You want to get tortured? Because that's how you get tortured. <laughs> I know. And uh, Bart says, the principal said potty. <laughs> yes, he was like, you listen to me, son. You've just started school, and the path you choose now may be the one you follow for the rest of your life. Now, what do you say? And Bart says the most infamous line that Bart will ever say in his entire life, eat my shorts. I don't know. He also has don't have a cow, man. Yeah. And he's like, Skinner's like, all right, I'll eat. Hey, eat your shorts. And the kids laugh. And (laughs) Bart says, yeah, eat my shorts. And then he's called Skinner butt man. It's like, no, 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 butt man, butt man. And then Skinner grabs Bart and hauls him off. <laughs> I wonder if this is the first uh, time Bart would ever have to write on the chalkboard, too. Maybe. We don't, we don't see it, but I will not call Principal Skinner a Bart man, a butt man. Yeah. Um, and Nelson Saab says, it says, Bart's the greatest showman since the kid who eats worms. <laughs> and then we see the kid who eats worms is currently eating worms. Says my so, 15 minutes of fame are over. All right. So we cut in and uh, Homer's at Moe's and he tells Moe uh, today is the day he gets a new air conditioner. And Moe congratulates Homer because, yeah, it's a good day for you. And he asks who that little chick is. And Lisa tells Moe that she's Lisa. And Homer says she has a gift. And then Lisa points out to Moe that you have 13 pickled eggs in this jar. One cockroach. You're not the health inspector, are you, little girl? And then there's a guy sitting at the end of the bar. He's like, I'm the health inspector, though. Uh, so to go back real, real quick. So the boy who eats worms was conceived by Al Jean. Um, in the, uh, he had said this in the ninth season's commentary when he used to eat worms as a child and that he looks similar to him. Oh, my God. So, yeah, that's Al Jean making fun of himself eating worms. Nice. Um, so, uh, more Mo, Mo. So, Mo pours the health inspector a margarita, and the inspector pulls a needle out of the drink. And Mo <laughs> tells, he's like, that's a parasol. And for those who don't know, that's the little umbrella. Uh, uh, yeah, that's, that's not, not a parasol. That's not a good thing to give to the health inspector. No. Um, and so Homer and Lisa leave Moe's and walk by the air conditioner store and it's called It Blows, the air conditioner store. Nice. Um, and Homer and Lisa, um, Homer sees that the air conditioner is $200. He's like, and he, and then he imagines what it'd be like if he bought it. And we see Homer sitting in a nice cold family room, selling Patty, staying outside, (laughs) asking to come in, calling him names. And then they just, and as they ask for help, they start melting away. Yep. They're gone. Uh, they're gone. Uh, so, but Lisa has walked away because Homer, like, looks around and she has crossed the street to King Toots. And Homer now, asks. I have an issue with that. King Toots is not where the air conditioner, it should be where the air conditioner store is. King Toots. Oh, yeah. And where, the, where Homer needs to get the read, they're next door to each other. And the guy comes over and has a drink with Mo all the time. Yeah, it's next to Mo's. It is. It's not across they, the street. Did they? Did they cross the street? Yes. 
No, no, no. Did they, they clearly... cross the street after leaving Moe's? Yes. No, they they went from Moe's to next door where King Tut should be, should have been. And that was the air conditioner store. And then they crossed the street to King Toots. Maybe maybe uh, the air conditioner store went out of business and King Toots moved, even though I know that's not correct at all because we've seen it in the past. So that's a that's a that's a continuity error. Yep. Um, uh, Homer asks if a musical instrument is a way to encourage a gifted child. It's like <laughs> it's like I just need a sign. Give me a sign. And the store clerk puts a literal sign in the window that says "musical instruments." The way to encourage a gifted child. Homer's like, eh, works for me. And so yeah. Homer takes Lisa inside King Tut's and he's like, so what do you like, Lisa? Violin? Tuba ba ba? Oba ba ba? And Lisa points to a sax. She's like, that one. Ooh, saxophone. Saxophone. Um, and so he, uh, by the way, uh, in the music store, there is a 1984 era Eddie Van Halen style red and white striped guitar that's hanging yep. on the wall. Yeah, kind of cool. Um, and so Homer picks up the sax and the, the 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 tag on it, the price tag spins around to show that the sax is also two hundred dollars. And so yep. Homer looks at Lisa, looks across the street to the air conditioner, looks back at Lisa, back to the air conditioner. And being the good father he knows he needs to be, decides to buy the saxophone for Lisa. And so Lisa blows into the sax and giggles, and Homer smiles, because he knows he did the right thing. And yep. the clerk asks Homer if he would like an inscription. Homer's like, yeah, to Lisa. Never forget your daddy loves. And then he drops the sax. <laughs> Do! Yep. Uh, which could technically, I mean... I think he wanted to say your daddy loves you, but yeah. also daddy loves dough as in money. Yeah. Maybe. Um, which we'll get to the second ins inscription as well. Uh, Homer points out that the inscription is still there and Lisa turns the sex over. And, oh, there it is. Still there. And uh, Bart, you know, is amazed. And he's like, so that's how Lisa got her sex. And Homer's like, Next time, I will tell you guys the origin of Maggie's pacifier. <laughs> Where he like, does it in a more he does it in a more like uh, <laughs> grand grand. He's like, yes. I'll tell you the story of how we get Maggie's pacifiers. And Marge is like, what origin? We get them for a dollar ninety five <laughs> at the Safeway. See, that's how you tell a story. I that's love how it. you tell Marge. How you Marge tell. was like, Marge, like, boom! This is yeah. it right here. Oh man. Uh, Lisa, you know, she's like, I like the story, but it didn't fix my sacks. And Marge, is, Marge goes, you know, Homer, I think we have some money in the air conditioner account again. Hmm? And Homer's like, oh, but Marge, am I doomed to spend the rest of my life sweating like a pig? And Bart's <laughs> like, yeah, not to mention looking like a pig, eating like a pig. And then Apu pokes his head into the window. Don't forget the smell. Well, he doesn't poke his head in the window. He walks. He he walks in the house. He's next to the couch that they're all sitting on. No, a no not for this. Yeah. No, he pokes his head in the window and says it. And then the next scene, he's there in the house with the sandwich. He doesn't no, have he a sandwich. In. Yeah, he's holding a sandwich. He's not holding a sandwich. Yes, what episode did you watch? This one. Did you not notice that? 
That's not what the book says. Well, the book's wrong. I'm telling you. Look, I'm looking at it, looking at it right now. Hold on. Oh, it was looking through I the found window. It. I found it. No, he's at the window. He is. Where, where's the part where he's on the inside of the house in this episode? Wasn't he on the inside of the house? In the, oh, no. he is. It's at the end. It's oh. at the end. It's the last scene with Grandpa. Okay. So I was right. Okay. You're right. I knew he was in the house. I just thought it was that scene. Yeah. Shut up. You don't know what you're talking about. All right. Never mind. Uh, so, yeah. Apu is in the house. Or at the window. Yes. Don't forget the smell. Yep. Homer's like, get off my lawn. <laughs> and Apu tells Homer, make me. And Homer's like, I give up. Yep. Oh, man. Paint my fence. <laughs> Paint my fence. Uh, Lisa tells Homer not to worry about her. It's not about uh, it's not about how the sax looks. It's about how it sounds. And it sounds awful. Yep. And Homer and Marge, you know, are now watching TV. And it's another scorcher. And to cool off, nothing beats Fruitopia, the iced tea brewed by hippies, but just distributed by a heartless multinational corporation. Now, Fruitopia, had... Fruitopia is a real drink. It's a real Yeah, have you ever had it? Yeah, I think I've had it. Yeah. Isn't it distributed ever... by uh, Pepsi or Coke, one of the two? Uh, Fruitopia is Coca-Cola. That's what I thought. Yeah. So it makes sense. Uh, it's an iced tea brewed was, by uh... hippies, but distributed well, by a heartless really multinational corporation. Tea. No, no, no. Fruitopia is a fruit-flavored drink introduced by the Coca-Cola Company's successful Minute Maid brand in 1994. It was targeted to teens and young adults. It was not tea. It was a fruit-flavored <laughs> drink. Oh, so they got that wrong anyway. Yeah. They didn't have any teas back in, like, when it first came out? I mean, Minute Maid uh, sounds like a... Maybe not. I'm not sure. But I guess Minute it's not Maid, a nice Minute tea. Minute Maid is, like, juice. Yeah. Kind of weird that they say it's a nice tea, but... Maybe the writers clearly did not know what Fruitopia was. No, it was, uh, yeah, I don't think it was, well, oh, yeah, Pepsi kind of, well, Pepsi had Snapple. Yep. And they changed, uh, but they had a Snapple clone called Fruitworks, uh, with the Enduring Tropicana moniker. Uh, oh, Fruitopia line was, uh, all but discontinued in 2003. With some flavors being revamped under the Minute Maid moniker, uh, Minute Maid is the world's largest juice brand, which was uh, was responsible was largely responsible for the lagging sales of Fruitopia. Yeah, but this this description I found so Fruitopia fruit tea line featuring born raspberry, peaceable peach, lemon berry intuition, and curious mango. So it was a uh, fruit tea line. So they're right. Uh, okay. But it still didn't last long. No. So Lisa holds her new sax with the inscription, Dear Lisa, may your new saxophone bring you years of dough. Again, it works. Dough. Money. Yeah. Uh, so Lisa plays the saxo saxophone uh, solo from uh, Baker Street. And we get a montage of Lisa playing her saxophone uh, from Lisa's Pony um, in the talent show and a side princess. Uh, so it's come to this, a Simpsons clip show, aside Homer, who's in a coma, moaning Lisa on a bridge with Bleeding Gums Murphy, and separate vocations on top of a bench in the schoolyard. Now, what frustrates me is this makes it seem like she got this new saxophone and did all these things with it. 
This is all stuff that happened in the past, which I'm assuming no. happened with her old saxophone. Yes. Why are you upset by this? That's the whole point of the montage. It's a it's a send off to the old saxophone. Oh, she's playing the song in in. Uh... She's playing the song in the present, and the montage is a send off to the old saxophone. Oh, I guess it it's did. It's a that remembrance. Was... Oh, okay. I guess that makes more sense. I just thought it was like, oh, she got this new sax, and now here's what she can do with the new saxophone. No. I don't know how you got that from this montage. Because I'm not, an, my I'm, not an, I'm not an idiot, and I understand context. What context? She was sitting on her bed playing her saxophone. Yeah, and it was a sadder song. That's a sad song? Yes. I did not recognize that as a sad song. I thought it was a it's, happy song. It's not a happy song. I don't know. I don't know. Clearly there was nothing not. to me. There was nothing that says this is a remembrance. That's because you're dumb. No. Yes. There was nothing in the episode that was referen- making that putting two and yeah, two together. Yeah, they replaced. They replaced the old saxophone, and so she played this, and then they showed clips of her playing the old saxophone. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, so Marge tells Homer that he's a good father, and Homer says he learned from the master. And the camera pans over to Abe playing peekaboo with Maggie. And it's like, where's Maggie? Where's Maggie? I can't I can't see her. I think my retinas have been detached again. <laughs> and then Homer and Marge laugh, and then Apu comes out of the kitchen eating a sandwich and says that Abe's as blind as a bat. And they all laugh as Abe flails around. Probably not the best. By the way, bats aren't blind. No, they use sonar. There's nothing. And, no, they uh, can see out of their eyes. Yeah, but not far. That's why they have uh, echolocation. Yeah, but they're not blind. Not blind is like well, they're they're not, they're not blind, blind like they can't see, but they they can't see more than like a couple feet in front of their face though. Yeah, have you seen how tiny their eyes are? Yeah. It still doesn't make them blind. Well, if I stood in front of a bat, it probably couldn't see me very well. I'd probably be a blurry blob. You don't know that. I trust them scientists. So uh, we get uh, the Simpsons theme song is done on the sax over the credits. Makes sense. A fitting way to fitting way to end the episode. So, yeah. Let's uh let's see. So my thoughts on this episode. I uh I'm gonna go three, don't have a cow man. Not high on it, not low on it. I mean it's fun seeing how Lisa got her got her sacks. I just depressed that they made Bart this the, this is the way he, why he was. Like his teacher fucked him up, basically. <laughs> like Bart wanted to go to school to learn. Like we saw in the, in the beginning where yeah. he was like, he was excited. He was ready to go to school. But the Bart that we got out of it, he's a funny kid. I like, yeah. I like, I like how Bart is. I just don't like the destination, like the, the trip there. I like the destination. I mean, just don't like how we got there. Um, I, I like this episode a lot more than you do. Um, not, not five. Everything's coming up. Millhouse. It's definitely a four sprinkles for me. Um, I thought it was really good. 
you know, kind of, we get some backstory on Bart. We get kind of how he got there. I don't necessarily agree with the notion that the teacher screwed him up for forever. I think it was a combination of that. Uh, Bart trying to make his new friend Millhouse laugh. Well, that's because he, he was, was sad, funny. though. But that was because, like, Bart could have still been the punk that he is today. But the fact that the teacher made him sad because he thought he was a bum and a no good Nick. I don't know. I don't. I don't think Bart made Millhouse laugh because Bart was sad. I think Bart made Millhouse laugh because he saw Millhouse drinking the milk and wanted to see what happened when he left. Well, no. I mean, yes. I don't, I don't think, think him. I I don't think him made look. Yes, he was sad, but then he found out. Oh, I'm funny, and then he started making fun of people, mainly Skinner. And yeah. that's how he got into it because Bill but he also realized him. But he also realized it was like, okay, well, I don't want to be sad anymore. But if this is what's going to make me happy, I guess I'll be the bad boy. I mean, I guess if that's your interpretation. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know. And then I really like the montage at the end of Lisa playing her old sax. I think that was, that was really neat and showing how, Kind of laying the groundwork for, we know Lisa's smart, but this kind of gives us a, even a little bit more backstory of how smart she really is. And we'll, uh, I've mentioned at the top of the, kind of the top of the episode, and Lisa the Simpson will learn even more about the Simpsons in general and intelligence. Um, yep. I thought, you know, I thought it was a pretty good show. I like the, uh, the, the theme song, um, all in the family theme song at the beginning and the Apu. That, that was, was great. so weird. It was like, hilarious. Like they open up, they open the episode on playing on the piano, singing. Like, yeah, who does that? I people, weird people. It's and the then Simpsons. they were they, the Simpsons were filmed in front of a live studio audience. Like yeah, I like I how that I like how that went nowhere. Yeah, like <laughs> like no, like wasn't there the one laugh track? Yes, the one laugh track, and then like the rest of the episode was like. All right, we're going to do a flashback episode, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I love the the making fun of the WB with the, the fake Michigan J Frog. That yeah. was funny. Like, there was a lot of... I, I, I had a good laugh. Um, I think this is a solid episode. It's mainly an A... I mean, it's <laughs> A plot. Um, so, I don't know. I thought it was good. I'm giving it a four from Sprinkles. All right. So, let's finish it off with our character profile. And this week, we have Young Millhouse. Yeah. And his most striking feature is his disproportionately large head to his body. Yeah. Yep. And vulnerability, drinking regular milk can kill him. Notable accomplishment, encourage Bart's first attempts at bad behavior. So and it's Millhouse's half- fault. It's Millhouse's fault Bart is a bad boy. Yeah. Half half Bart, half Mill uh Millhouse. Or half teacher, half Millhouse. But we also see in later episodes that Bart does have a learning disability. Yeah. And uh, his talent, laughing while drinking soy milk, causes it to come out his nose. I don't know if that's really a talent. I don't know if that's a talent, but... I mean, not many people can make milk come out of their nose. It burns. It only ever happened to me, I think, once. It burns, Never had it happen to me, ever. Yeah. So... You guys can check us out on uh, all the YouTube platforms, Spotify, Apple Music, iHeartRadio, Pandora, pretty much everywhere. 
you can even tell Alexa to listen to me, listen to us. So do it once. Just say, hey, Alexa, play the Simpsons Unit podcast. And and she'll do it. She responds to uh to us. She loves us, I guess. Um, if you'd like to give us some feedback, uh, feel free to email us at the Simpsons Did It Pod at gmail.com. You can uh, give us a phone call at 612-584-0986. Listen to Jaden LeBron's voicemail message and leave us a voicemail. And also, if you like, you can also feel free to text us at that number and I'll get your message. And we'll read it on the air. So, uh, lastly, you can find us on our social media on Facebook, The Simpsons Did It Podcast. On Instagram, at The Simpsons Did It Pod. Same thing on threads. Uh, so, until next time, I'm Steven Skolansky. And I'm Robert Skolansky. And this has been The Simpsons Did It. Shh.